to no pressure <laughs> at all. <laughs> How are we all doing today? Good. That's good. Um, I just wanted to give a little booster for the combined prayer meeting that's coming up. Um, I just want to say, I'm the kind of person who always thought I am a private prayer, okay? And I always thought, you know, like, I'm not one to like to pray out aloud and I'm not one to pray around other people because I've always felt a little bit scared and sort of like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not very good at praying and people pray much better prayers than what I do. But there is something that switches and there's something that changes in a corporate prayer meeting. Let me tell you, what happens is you begin to get encouraged and built up and stirred up and then the passion starts to arise and then there's an expectation of what God's going to do. So don't think that just because, oh, I like to pray in private, because let me tell you, I do. I get a lot out of my personal prayer time. But when we take a moment to step out of our comfort zone and come into a place where we're praying together and uplifting each other, something changes in the spirit and something breaks. So I want to encourage you to be a part of that one, especially when we're coming up to such an incredible weekend for our year. So just that's something to get behind. Now, I don't, for for those of you who have heard me preach before, um, I'm the kind of person that i tend to talk about things that God is dealing in me right now. I don't wait until I have all the answers because I don't ever get them all. And so I'm going to share with you something that God's been talking to me about. There's been a few things that he's been dealing with in me at the moment. I've had a pretty crazy two months um, just personally and emotionally and it's been crazy. But in the midst of that, God is still um, doing something within the church and so he's still doing something within me in regards to that. And so that's what I thought I would bring to you this morning. So obviously as a church, we've been doing a lot of community engagement talk. Has anyone noticed that? (laughs) Community engagement, that should be our new slogan. Infused Church, we're engaging with our community. Um, you know, this is the driving vision that we have here at the moment and it's so exciting. It's so exciting. Why? Because it's so selfless um, and it's so exciting to be a part of this church at the moment. And, you know, we've had confirmation after confirmation after confirmation that this is what is supposed to be going on here right now. Like, you know, we've had Pastor Paul Bartlett come and preach amazing words and um, the movie that was shown, who went to the ICT night and saw the movie that um, we had up, not movie, but like the preaching that we had on there, that, that was amazing, very moving stuff and it just speaks exactly what Pastor Gary has been sharing and even with um, Pastor uh, Steve having his thing on his website or Facebook or whatever it is that he does. Um, But, you know, there's confirmation after confirmation that this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is where it's supposed to be happening. And um, within all that, I'm like, yes, I I love this community engagement. It's totally awesome. I'm totally on board. And then um, I get home and and I constantly am reflecting, how is this working in my life? How, what, what is it that I need to be doing? And then I start asking myself some pretty tough questions like how do I see myself at my job and at my workplace? Am I showing the Father's love to the people that are around me? Am I willing 
or bold enough to speak to people about the Father and what he's doing in my life. And then the biggest question for me, after all of that, is who am I reaching for? Who am I reaching for? And so, as I usually do, I turn to the Bible, the Gospels, and I was like, okay, God, I need to know who it is I'm meant to be reaching. And I noticed um, that there were two different kinds of encounters that Jesus would have with people. There were those brief moments with instant impact, and then there was the deep encounters with lasting impact. And uh, that's what I'll be sharing with you guys today. See, all the people that was recorded being ministered to by Jesus, they came out of nowhere. Like they were just literally on sides of roads, in the middle of temples, walking in a crowd behind him, you know. And um, he, he, had, he had no idea who these people were. They were just random strangers. And uh, he took the time, though, to hear their need, to see their hurt, and to give them the answer that only came from the Father. So we'll start off and we'll talk about a brief moment with instant impact. Um, I was reading in Matthew 8, there's a lot of like little stories of moments where Jesus is, um, you know, healing people, having contact with them. So I'll just read out a couple. Uh, The man with leprosy. When he came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him. He said, Lord, if you are willing, can you make me clean? Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Number one, the hugest thing for me with this particular story, he touched that man. He touched that man. Now, that would be so shameful in his day and in his culture. This man had leprosy. So in other words, this guy isn't even meant to be in the crowd in the first place. But Jesus reaches out and he touches him. What Like that is like compassion on the extreme. Like I'm going to come, I'm going to touch you and I'm going to make you feel loved. So he says that I'm willing, be clean. Then Jesus said to him, uh, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gifts Moses commanded as a testimony to them. So he wanted this man to go and, you know, show to the priest, you know, I'm clean now, I'm, I'm made whole, you know, that, that's huge. Um, another one is uh, when the centurion has uh, his daughter is sick. Uh, no, sorry, his servant is sick. And um, so Jesus says, um, like he comes up in the middle of the crowd and he's like, you know, you know, my servant's sick. And Jesus said, I will go to him and heal him. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus goes on to say about how, you know, like this is faith beyond what he's uh, seen before. Another one... Uh, is the healing of the two demon-possessed men. Um, It says, When he arrived at the other side of the region of whatever that place is called, two demon-possessed men come running from the tombs and met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. 
What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, if you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. Jesus said to them, go. And they went out. Uh, And those tending the pigs ran off and went to the town and reported, including what happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the whole town went out to meet Jesus and they saw him and pleaded with him to leave their region. Well, fair enough, he just put a heap of demons into their pigs. So I'm like, okay, yeah, fair enough. They were a bit unhappy. But the point is, is these uh, two demon-possessed men had a moment with Jesus where, you know, they got healed. They weren't being plagued anymore by these demons. And so you continue reading through the Gospels and it's just story after story after story of people coming up and saying, you know, hey, I, I need healing or I, I need this, I need that. And even though the encounters that they had with Jesus were brief, I would say that they had a fairly big impact on their lives. I mean, they changed forever. And you know what the truth is? We actually don't know what happens to these people after these stories. I don't know whether these people started following Jesus in the crowd. It doesn't say that. You know, did they go home and start a life for themselves? And, you know, were they good people? I don't know. We don't know that. But what we do know is that in that moment, they had the full impact of God's love upon them. And we can have these kinds of encounters as well. Um, Sometimes, you know, you might see someone just struggling to carry something or um, sometimes, you you know, they don't have enough money at the register and that sort of thing. And so, you know, you, you come in, you can feel the need. Um, maybe you give someone a compliment about the service that you, you know, that they've given you. These are the moments that are like God's little seeds and whether the person knows it or not, you're making them feel valued. You're making them feel heard and you're making them feel seen. Um, I had a moment at work uh, a few weeks back where an elderly man come in, he had a faulty toaster and, of course, Haley deals with all the faulty stuff. And um, I, he was very flustered, he was very upset, he couldn't find his receipt, he was, you know, scurrying through his little elderly man bag and <laughs> he was just, you could tell he, like, the, the sense of panic that was inside him, okay? Um, So he's looking through and so I just sort of like said, well, hang on, it's okay, like, you know, if you purchase it here, we'll be able to find your receipt on the system um, because we're good like that, Harvey Norman, yes. (laughs) Um, And so I could tell he was having a really hard time and so I went, I got him a chair to sit on because he had a walking stick and um, I could tell he was starting to get a bit uncomfortable. So I got him a chair to sit on because, you know, returns process can be a little bit long sometimes, depending. And so um, he, he sits down. He's still a bit frazzled. And so just out of habit, I was like, so how, how have you been this week? 
you know, how's it going? Like, just get the customer talking while you're doing the paperwork, right? And uh, he goes on to tell me about how his wife had passed away just a few weeks before and she was the one that had stored all his, like, all the receipts, all their warranty booklets and that sort of thing. And that's why he was struggling to find this receipt. And I was just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. And he just started to open up and talk to me about it, okay? He was just, you know, he talked about how much he was missing her and how, you know, he was upset because, like, she would make him toast in the morning with his tea and that sort of thing. And now the toast is broken and um, that sort of thing. And so I, um, I just sort of smiled at him and listened to him as he was talking. I didn't rush him. Um, you know, I took the time just to listen to what he was saying. And when he was ready to leave, he grabbed my hand and he just said, you know, thank you. Thank you very much. And um, I knew at that moment, like, because I'd seen his whole body just started to relax when he started talking about his wife. And I could tell, okay, in that moment, something had changed. And um, I, don't, I don't know what's happened to that old man. I haven't seen him since. I don't know how his week's going anymore and I don't know what's happening with him. But that was a m- brief moment And I believe that it had a huge impact for him. It's the small, consistent moments of kindness and compassion that can have such impact without us even realising it. You see, Jesus saw people on the side of the road calling out to him from the middle of the crowd. And the Bible says that he had compassion on them. people would literally scream out to Jesus because they knew that he had power. So I'm just trying to find this other scripture because I didn't put bookmarks in. Whoops. In Matthew uh, 20, verse 29... Oh, yeah. Um, It says, like, two men receive their sight. So as Jesus and his disciples were leaving, a large crowd followed him. Two men sitting by the roads were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. So Jesus stopped and called to them. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. Lord, we want our sight. And so Jesus had compassion on them. He touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and they followed him. Um, They're just screaming out on the side of the road. Why? Because they've got a need and they knew that Jesus had the power. For us, it's a little bit more subtle than that. People aren't in the middle of the supermarket saying, Hey, you're a Christian, you go to Infused Church, I need a healing. Not yet. <laughs> you know, we, we, we're not just, you know, walking past someone and they're just like, hey, I need restoration. You can do that. You know, that, it's not like that for us, okay? So we need to be on alert. 
okay? We need to recognise um, people's body language. We need to um, see how people hold themselves and we need to see what their, the attitude, like, you know, what's behind the attitude. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we need to be bold enough, okay, because we can recognise it all we want. We can go, yeah, I reckon there's something going on with that person. Then we need to be bold enough to say, hey, are you okay? Is there anything I can do to help you today? That's what I love about retail industry. It helps you to have that, um, hi, how can I help you today? With a smile. (laughs) How can I be of service to you today? But, like, honestly, if you see someone, like, for most people that are struggling, like, if someone's, like, struggling to pick up a box or something, nine out of ten people will walk past that person because they'll be like, that's not got anything to do with me. We need to be the one out of ten that says, hey, I can see that you're having a real tough time. Can I carry that to your car for you? We don't know what's going on for that person. We had someone the other day, they looked fit and healthy. Like, I mean, this guy was stacked, right? And I was like, (laughs) he was. And he was buying like this heater thing. And I was wondering why the girls were like bringing it over to the register for him. And um, when, when they took it out to the car for him, and so when they came back, they're like, no, he's just come out of hospital. He had, like, surgery, like heart surgery. Just because someone looks stacked doesn't mean they're not vulnerable on the inside, okay? So we need to be able to recognise those things. We need to be able to put ourselves out there and say, hey, can I help you with that? And meeting a need often will open up the door to what the real issue is in the first place. So you don't always have time to like, you know, sit down with a perfect stranger and have like, you know, Bible study or a therapy session or anything like that. But what happens is um, by just listening to the, like, or helping out or it just... The impact of that is immeasurable. We don't ever know what comes of it, but it is immeasurable in a person's life. I know when people have helped me up before. I had a moment where um, it was back when Josiah was a baby and I was really struggling. I was trying to like carry like big bags, push a stroller at the same time And um, my car was parked fairly far away because, I mean, Tea Tree Plaza, worst parking ever. And so I'm, like, struggling to get to the car. And uh, this lady, you know, she had kids of her own, but they were a bit older. And so she was like, look, can we help you get your stuff to your car? The amount of weight that dropped off my shoulders because I have a screaming baby trying to struggle to get to my car so that I can get him food, that sort of thing. And all she did was just say, hey, can I help you get to your car? She got the kids to, like, carry my bags and, you know, that sort of thing. And it was just this one act of kindness that just changed my whole day. Okay? All right. Uh, In Mark... Chapter 10, verse 17 to 22, it says, As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. 
Good teacher, he asked. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, yada, yada, yada. Teacher, he declared, all these things I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven, then come follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Now, Jesus left this guy. He, he has a moment. He has an encounter with this one guy. It's very brief. But he has left this rich guy with more questions that he, than what he had to begin with. All he wanted to know was how he was going to get into heaven. Okay? But Jesus, you know, does the good old flip and uh, he leaves him quite disappointed but he has probably more questions than what he originally had. Can I leave everything behind? Do I really think that Jesus is worth it? Is it worthwhile to risk everything that I have, like for one man? But questions are an amazing way to create a dialogue. And whether it's for a long-term encounter or whether it is for a short-term encounter, to leave a stranger with questions is a seed that someone else gets to water. Okay? So we need to be alert. We need to keep our eye out during the day-to-day things that we do. Don't switch off. We need to recognise the signs of body language and what a cry for help looks like. It's amazing the impact we can have just by being kind and compassionate, okay? Then there is the deep encounter with lasting impact. And I believe that this is a little bit more on what our community engagement has been about. And so when it came time for me to decide who I was going to put up on our salvation wall over here, I put up my family and a couple of friends. And, I mean, why wouldn't I? I want to see them saved. I want to, you know, I want to see them come back to God. Everyone wants that for their family. But the more that we were diving into the community engagement and the more I was hearing people like Pastor Paul speak and, um, you know, Gary with his awesome messages, the more God began, began to challenge me. And my family, they all live in Mount Gambier, okay? And uh, so I can absolutely pray for them, like, as much as I want to my heart's content, but I am not having consistent contact with them. I don't get to have one-on-one conversations with them a lot, like as in something that's going to be meaningful. And there's really no work involved. Um, And so I started to feel a little bit like I was copping out because I had taken the safe route. Um, And, I mean, they're still on the wall. I'm not going to take them down. I still want to see them saved. Um, But, yeah, it had made me feel a little bit like I don't even have to put any effort in because I'm not seeing them, okay? And so it made me start praying for God to point out a person for me to connect with. Now, 
Meanwhile, all this is going on in my life. Um, one of the single mums at my school, she was really struggling with paying like after school care. She only needed them in for like an hour. You have to pay for the full afternoon, right? And so um, because I pick up my boys from school every day because my work schedule allows it, I was like, look, the boys are like best friends. Send them to my house. Like I'll pick them up um, and then you can just pick them up from there like you know it's not really a big deal and um, I didn't think too much of it and so then I'm like starting to pray God please show me who am I supposed to be like you know reaching out to who do you want me to you know have an encounter with and I honestly I felt like I was like really do you not see the gift wrapped person that I've dropped on your doorstep five nights a week Oh, boy, do I feel silly. Am I blushing? I think I am. Seriously, like, that was really dumb on my part. God is, like, so patient, isn't he? Because (laughs) I just didn't see it until he was like, Hello? Are the lights on in there? (laughs) So now what I saw as just, you know, an everyday babysitting job for an hour is now an exciting relationship um, that is that God is growing and developing and deepening. Like um, we we probably spend about maybe 10, 15 minutes just chatting each each night um, before she has to take the kids home. And um, you know, I I feel like God's starting to develop something there. You know, it's still early days; it's still new, but God's developing something there. So I just want to take a quick little look at a couple of the deep encounters that had a lasting impact in Jesus' life. One of those um, was with Mary Magdalene, okay? Now, in Luke 8, 2, it says that um, Mary was a woman that had been delivered from seven demons. She'd uh, been through pain and torment like no one else would have ever experienced, okay? This woman, like, seven demons, can you get your mind around, like, honestly, you just, you just can't get your mind around that. You've got two demon-possessed men that each had a demon in them. That was like torture in itself. This woman had seven demons inside her, okay? She, um, she has a moment with Jesus and the demons are gone and it changes her entire life. She dedicates herself, you know, um, in Mark 15, it um, talks about how she was one of the women that was there when Jesus was crucified. She's also one of the women that was there when uh, the, that found like the rock was rolled away from the tomb. Okay, so she, she was committed to Jesus and his life. The encounter that she had, she followed him and she listened and she believed in him and she became one of his most faithful followers. And then you've got the disciples. Now, where do we begin with those guys? They, like, for a few of them, they literally started following Jesus because he gave them some awesome fishing tips. I mean, Jesus is like, hey, hang your net out that side instead. That's enough for them to drop everything and be all like, that guy knows what he's talking about, okay? They could tell that there was something that was different about Jesus because it was enough for them to leave their families, 
they recognise a difference in Jesus, an authority and a challenge. And as they spent time with Jesus, they began to believe in him. And I mean, they didn't fully get it, okay? They didn't understand the full impact that Jesus was having on them. But the time that they spent with him built them up so much that um, it gave them the strength to go through some pretty full-on circumstances after Jesus had left, okay? These guys, they were beaten, they were thrown in jail, some of them were stoned, they were constantly cursed at, okay? They went through absolute hell, but they believed what Jesus had told them and it gave them the strength to power through. It's a lasting impact, okay? They had a deep encounter with Jesus. They had a relationship with him, not just as a collective group, but they each had one-on-one time with him as well. And so that is what caused that lasting impact. Jesus took absolute pleasure in getting around these guys and helping them to grow and develop. He listened to them and he answered their questions He encouraged them and he helped them with their problems. The relationship that he had with them was real. He spent time with them. He ate with them. You know, they just hung out together. Like, we read through the Bible and while Jesus is doing all his ministry stuff, he had the disciples, like the, the, the disciples were his family, okay? These were the people that, you know... He retreated to when he, you know, needed something as well. And so when the time came to talk about the Father and about who the Father was, the disciples, because they loved Jesus already so much, they were so open to the things that he had to say. And this is what we need to model ourselves after. When we say that, you know, we need to be Christ-like, and that we need to reflect Jesus. We feel like it's unattainable and that it's so far out of our reach. But the truth is that when we look at Jesus' life, all we need to do is reflect the love and just how simply he related to people. And I don't think that that is quite as hard as what we make it out to be. See, we need to open up our eyes to the people that God has already placed in our path. I mean, for the most part, they are right there blocking your way in the middle of the road, on the journey, and all God is asking you to do is bring that person alongside you as you walk through your journey. They just need to be loved, heard and encouraged The deeper that your relationship with someone develops, the easier it is to open up about the Father. You see, when I'm talking with this lady that I'm babysitting for, she already notices the difference between my kids and her kids when they have sleepovers. Now, that not only makes me proud as a mum, because I think... (laughs) My kids are killing it out there. (laughs) 
But it also opens the door to me talking about church and about the God Chasers program and about how that is really impacting my kid's life. It's showing her the reason why my kids are different. And, I mean, at the moment that seems strange to her. Okay, I'm not going to lie. She's just like, <laughs> God chases. You know, like, well, what, is, what is that? But at the same time, she's got to be thinking, well, it's got to be doing something. Okay? So she sees, you know, the reasons for the values that we have as a family as well. And I know for a fact, and I'm believing that the more time I spend with her and her boys, just helping her out and encouraging her, like she's a single mom and she does it tough, and getting to know who she is, I know that God is depositing seed after seed after seed after seed in her life. And I believe that in time she's going to begin to have an understanding of where I come from, which creates an openness to the things that I say, which creates an openness to the Father's heart, which allows him to overflow in her life. Okay? You see, we each have brief encounters and we each have deep encounters and so we just need to begin to open our eyes to what God is putting right there in our path well I hope you enjoyed that yes